Welcome to the People Powered Business Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Lee Billet. If you employ staff, engage contractors, or rely on people to help deliver your products or services, you're in the right place. Join us each week as we dive in to uncover what makes people tick, learn the best strategies and tactics to build an amazing team, and most importantly, discover how you, the business owner or leader, can unleash the power of your people to help create the successful business you deserve. Let's get started. Hi there, welcome to episode number 46 of the People Powered Business Podcast. Hi, I'm your host, Christy Lee. How are you? I hope you're having a fabulous day and a fabulous week, whatever you're up to. For those new to the podcast, welcome. So good to have you here. Really appreciate you joining us and I hope you're enjoying what we're sharing here on the podcast. And of course, to our returning listeners, thank you for your ongoing support. It is so great to have you here. And uh, for those that have been reaching out with feedback, thank you. It's been great to receive that from you. Now, today we're talking about a bit of an unusual concept, one you may not be familiar with, and it's a term called secret parenting. Now, this might be an apt time to be chatting to those of you who um, employ parents in the workplace or who are parents yourselves uh, within your career, within your businesses, because as this episode comes um, out live, we're just wrapping up school holidays here in Australia, and it is our longest stint of school holidays, and it can be tough. (laughs) School holidays can be tough on both the employer and the business owner and the managers of the teams. And also it can be really tough on the employees trying to juggle, trying to be the social coordinator of all of their children's activities, trying to get everyone to where they need to be and trying to get their work done all at the same time. So um, if you're listening to this live, thankfully we've made it through (laughs) school holidays and that is over. So this is a timely episode to bring you, and as I said, it's about an unusual topic. We're not talking about juggling work and family. That's been done to as much as it can be, and my honest opinion is is that that term is completely false, completely a made-up term just to make people feel guilty because there is no balance. It's all about juggle and compromise in our lives. But today we're talking about something really specific, and that is secret parenting in the workplace. And I'm posing the question are we finally over it? Is it finally done? Now, you will have seen aspects of secret parenting turn up, I've got no doubt, in your careers, in your workplace, in other workplaces you've worked in. And it's something that I think we sometimes subconsciously do. I don't actually think a lot of the time it's a deliberate thing that we are meaning to do um, as employees or even as business owners with the secret parenting. Now, when I was pregnant with my first child, I had in fact not long, I'd had my business for a period of time. I had a consultancy business at the time and it had grown very well and I'd been in business a couple of years and I was pregnant with my first child. Because of the fear of losing business, of clients not wishing to do business with me in case I disappeared because I was pregnant, obviously wasn't going to, I hid my pregnancy. I attended all the face-to-face meetings I could in the very early stages of the pregnancy where it wasn't obvious and attended as few meetings as possible with only very specific people face-to-face once it had become clear (laughs) that I was in fact pregnant. I would send other consultants to meetings on my behalf. I would say I was too busy and have to do a phone meeting because Zoom wasn't a thing back then. Um, I did whatever I could particularly for certain clients or certain potential clients to not know that I was pregnant. 
And, unwillingly, unwittingly, I was participating in secret parenting. When my children were born, they were both in childcare by the age of 11 weeks. Now, to the mums and dads out there who think that's horrendous, each journey's their own, but it is what I did. And again, I was unwillingly, unwittingly, unknowingly participating in and therefore encouraging with my team secret parenting. So I was taking actions to avoid people in the workplace. And in my case, it was about my clients, but this is definitely something that shows up around colleagues, managers, bosses, those who might be in charge of things like promotions at work. I was actively hiding my parenting responsibilities. And I thought that that was what I had to do. Make no mistake, it was something that I thought there was no other alternative. Now, those who know me now know that I'm very open about the fact that I have children and that sometimes I will not be available during traditional nine to five work hours because I'm attending to parenting matters. And I'm very happy to own that and don't have any guilt or any concern around owning that. Um, Just like I don't have any guilt or concern around owning the fact that I might need to do work tasks for for a client or for my business at 10am on a Saturday morning when other people may be parenting. I don't believe there are those strict rules in place around how and when things get done anymore. But that wasn't always the case. And I think had I known had I known now what I had I known back then what I know now I should say I wouldn't have perpetuated that concept because of course my business employed parents and I loved that I employed parents and I encouraged them to be parents first but my actions were not like that and I've seen this turn up in so many workplaces and so I thought it was a great time to discuss this today so My theory is that parenting and being professional and productive are not mutually exclusive, but it took me some time to come to that realization. And I think for many parents at work, especially employees, because they have the extra pressure of wanting to please their boss, that's not how they feel. They feel that parenting and being present at work can't happen at the same time. And I think that's so common. And when you think about it in workplaces you've worked for, you will have seen this as well. So what exactly is secret parenting? Well, it's basically the behaviors that I've just discussed with you. It was actually a term coined by an economist named Emily Oster back in 2019. So a very new term, really. And this was based on some research that she'd done and basically some interviews that she'd been conducting with, in her case, it was mainly women in in the workplace, in careers, and this underlying sense that they were trying to hide their parental responsibilities in the workplace. It wasn't something that they stated that they were deliberately or obviously doing, but it was this underlying need for them to hide the fact that they were parents or that they had parenting responsibilities. So secret parenting is really about parents actively hiding or minimizing their parenting responsibilities in the workplace for fear of the impact that sharing this will have on them at work. So they might be fearful that opportunities might not come their way, that they might be missed for promotion, that promotions might be given to others who are not parents. And I think that fear comes from, well, it comes from a lot of places, obviously, but it comes from the fact that if you, there's a perception 
for some people that if you are not giving your 100% attention at work, i.e. if you're talking about a parenting matter or discussing or disclosing the fact that you're a parent, it shows that you have divided attention. And divided attention will mean that you're not seen as committed in the workplace. Now, I think that's a real underlying cultural, societal, psychological thing. And I don't think it's intentional by either the employer or the employee a lot of the time, but it is something that's real. And it's something that we see happen. So this could be, this could show up in lots of different ways in your workplace. It might be just purely people not discussing their, you know, their their home lives and their parenting responsibilities. Uh, You see there's a lot of course at interview because as employers, sometimes one of the things we really want to know is what is actually their personal life like. But of course, for discrimination reasons, we can't directly ask a lot of questions at interview. So we literally cannot ask, are you a parent? And some people will willingly divulge that they are or aren't at interview. And, and in my opinion, it doesn't matter either way. But others will, of course, try and hide the fact that they're parents for fear that someone who isn't a parent would get the job over them. Now, I don't think that actually happens in real life, but there is an underlying fear. Now, in uh, The Economist, Emily Oster's work, she was really dealing with women. And so she was noticing this trend with women specifically. But actually, and potentially controversially, I think this shows up in men in the workplace more. I think women are more inclined to talk about their children, about their parenting responsibilities, about the fact that they don't know how they're possibly going to logistically get everyone to their afternoon activities in the time that they've got between getting to work and and getting to where the children are. Women are much more inclined to talk about that. I see the the, um, withdrawal of information and the, you know, really not wanting to share information or share communication about parenting a lot more sharp in men. And I think they feel the pressure more than women again, controversial, to not have split attention and to be the one that is focused at work for the entire time that they are at work. So it could be about just not talking about the kids and the family when you're at work. It could also show up in other ways, and that might be things like avoiding telling people why they're not at work um, for a for a parental responsibility reason. So let's say they have to take their child to a, a medical appointment during work hours. Instead of acknowledging that they've got to take their child to that appointment, they may make the excuse that they've got an appointment themselves, a medical appointment that they need to attend, rather than acknowledging that it's a parental responsibility case. It might also show up in things like missing out on seeing the kids play after school or watching the footy game because they didn't want to say that they want to leave work early for that reason. So they miss out on things with their family. And I know for some of you who have really family-friendly workplaces, you might be thinking, is this a real thing? Because my team tell me, but it is. And and I think some industries suffer with this more than others. I think, as I said earlier, I think it's different between males and females. And I think there's some workplaces where – The family-friendly culture is a statement, but in reality, it's not supported in the actions that that workplace takes. So it is definitely something we see. But here's the good news. I think COVID has done us all a massive favour in this sense. Now, there's not a whole lot good about a global pandemic, but suddenly when we're all thrust into having to work from home compulsorily, not an option, both employers and employees... And with all the schools closed, of course, and the daycare centres and all of the other things, 
we could not hide our parenting parenting responsibilities. No one could. And we all accepted that. We were all totally fine with that. And we all realized that actually the two are not mutually exclusive. We can homeschool our kids and get our work done. It wasn't easy, but we got it done. But we certainly can work with our children around and it's okay if the kids walk through the back of the Zoom meeting from time to time or if there's sound coming from uh, the kids playing in the background or something like that. We've suddenly all become a whole lot more accepting of that being something which might be a reality. And we all know that the expectation is that this hybrid model of work is going to be something that we're going to see more and more and it will probably never go back to what we saw pre-COVID in regards to the requirement of all people to be on-site at all jobs at all times. And of course, this whole secret parenting thing has an impact on everyone's home lives as well. So this might be something if you see this pop up in your workplace, it might be also impacting at the home front. So obviously, the parents that are missing things, that's not great for them, but it's also not great for their kids. They're missing out on seeing things. They've got disappointed kids. You've then got potentially the partners that are doing all of the parenting and they're going to all of the things and they start to get a bit resentful because we all want to share the load if that's an option. And of course, that then creates tension at home. There's there's this whole guilt, you know, they talk about mother guilt, but it's parent guilt. It's guilt about trying to do all the things for everyone, about not being able to be open about the need for more flexibility or the need for shared responsibility. So it can have an impact on the home front. And when it impacts the home front, People get resentful about their workplace, even though it's potentially not the workplace's fault at all. It might be their own beliefs and values that are causing them to do this, but the resentment comes towards the workplace and then you've got engagement issues and then the spiral starts from there. So what can we as employers and business owners and leaders of our teams do to make this better? Do What can we do to make sure that it doesn't start to creep back in if we finally secured the you know, the magic answer by having all the acceptance we had around this throughout 2020. I think the first thing we need to do in all cases in our workplaces is lead by example. If we're not telling our staff and our team that we're leaving early because of something to do with the kids and we're making an excuse ourselves, then that's not setting a great example. Owning the fact that you're leaving the office by five and you're not leaving any later because you've got a commitment to go and watch um, your son's soccer game, own that. Absolutely. But also once we step into that space and we do lead by example, of course, we have to foster that with the rest of the team as well. You can't have one rule for some and not for the others. So if you're going to step into that space and really own it yourself, you must allow the space for your staff to do the same thing. Now, for some of you, that may be daunting and scary and you might be worried about being taken advantage of. And in my experience, very few people will do that. But of course, there's always the outlier. So to combat that, what you need to do is focus on output rather than input. Focus on the results that team member is achieving in getting their job done rather than the number of hours they're sitting at their desk. Focus on outcomes over hours. If you shift your thinking and shift your measurement capacity within your business to focus on things getting done rather than the number of hours spent sitting behind a computer, You're going to have a more productive workplace anyway, but shifting that thinking is what's going to allow you to let go some of that control that we usually have as business owners and leaders and managers when it comes to our expectations of our staff, that because they're employed 38 hours a week, that they will be behind their desk 38 hours a week. 
Instead, if we focused on this is the output that we expect from someone working 38 hours a week and focusing on that output getting done, then we'll be more inclined to be flexible about the fact that two hours might get missed here and two hours extra might get worked somewhere else. So it's really about shifting our mindset and mindset, and sometimes, of course, that's the hardest thing to do. But we have an opportunity here. We've been gifted an opportunity where we've seen this in action and we've seen it work. We've learned we can trust our people. We've learned that things can get done. And the two concept of being a professional, being productive, being a great employee, and also being a parent are not mutually exclusive. So we can ditch this concept of secret parenting to better enable us to not only build trusting and productive teams, but also to have a more productive and efficient business. So I think this is really possible that we as employers can lead the way here. And I think we've already taken huge steps, of course, in doing this, but it is something we still see happen in many organisations. So secret parenting, I'm calling it time for it to be over and for us to embrace our role as leaders in making sure that it's over. And I think we're going to have better businesses for it and be able to attract better employees into our teams as part of that process. Now, if you've enjoyed this discussion and you want to connect with other like-minded business owners, leaders and managers on all aspects of building a team and human resources and managing your people, I'd love for you to join us over on our free Facebook group. Now, the Facebook group is called HR Support for Australian Businesses, and you can go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash HR Support Australia. I'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> that will make it easier for you. And you can find today's show notes at peoplepoweredbusiness.com episode number 46. But again, that's HR support for Australian businesses in Facebook groups. It's a free group open for business owners, leaders and managers here in Australia who build teams, have teams, manage people and want to connect with others that do the same. And I share free HR tips in that group every week as well. So I'd love for you to join me there. So that's what I have for you on this week's episode. I hope you've enjoyed that discussion about secret parenting and let's look forward to stopping that in our workplaces into the future. I hope you have a fabulous week and I look forward to joining you on next week's episode of the People Powered Business Podcast. 